0: Good morning everyone. I ask God this true He revealed to my life, Um, operate in your heart, in your mind, in transformation, healing, restoring, and prospering the will of God in your life, family, at work, in business, in everything my husband often says that love can give you the best life or the worst life that's true. it can give you the best from this world or the worst this is equally true of relationships relationships can give you the best of life or the worst of life mm. that's today's topic relational wisdom Amen. the main scripture we can find in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Jesus forgives and heals a paralytic. And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was here that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him, because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, say in this uh, scripture, say, Jesus saw their faith, Mm -hmm. he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Mm -hmm. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you. Or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all. So that all were amazed and glorified God saying, We never saw anything like this. In my first point, I want to share four ideas about this story. First, the paralytic was carried by four men. We can see human intervention. And also, they could not come near him. Near who? Jesus. Because of the crowd, many obstacles around them. They went to the roof, broke through, and let down the bed with the paralytic, creative ways. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. And Jesus saw their faith. Very important point. And he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus restored the paternity of God in that man. And for his repentance, he changed his mind. His sin was forgiven, and the kingdom of heaven was manifest in his life. Make your faith work. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 14, 26, say, You can, the faith without work is dead. Finally, he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all. Jesus healed and restored that man, and everyone was amazed. The admirable actions of the relationships between these four men, inspired me to share with you about relational wisdom. Look all Jesus forgive his sins heals, restore. It is the true evidence that we are wise if we have godly friends to pray and do something that we cannot do for ourselves. Are you with me? Sometimes we need help. The kingdom is not for the lone ranger. The kingdom is manifest in unity. Their actions look like intercession. We humble ourselves. They go to the ground and take him, the paralytic. They have, they was empathetic. And in this time, we need to do like this, compassionate for everyone. And we pray, and it is like raising the person to the highest altar of God. And in his will, for our faith, God shall do. I can see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, very important. My first conclusion, relational wisdom, is when we are connecting with the right people and it is part of God's salvation plan. Think on it. What persons in your life are not part of God's salvation plan? My second point, relational wisdom is applicable in all scenarios. The story of creation began in the Garden of Eden, not by the chore, but it is dysfunctional because the first Adam as dysfunctional as a leader. The second Adam achieved the goal in unity. Father, Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one. Three different functions in essence. God is Jesus Christ died in the cross, and the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Now, who can walk with me? In the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3, it says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Yeah. The answer is very clear, no. In marriage, a happy person without internal conflict can build a happy marriage. If you can do it at home, you can do it at church. It's controversial, but it's true. In the Bible, it says, if someone cannot manage their own house, their own home, they cannot be given authority in the church. In family, we have a phrase in English, and it says, there is always one. There is always one. Probably in every family, you need more wisdom to deal with one person than the others. And also in church, yeah? In business, some people can be very persuasive, and many times, getting easy money can be an attractive but bad option. Better to live in simplicity and have a good night's sleep than to have a lot of money in the bank, but you have no peace with God. Remember, bad business has a negative consequence. In ministry, the Bible talks about the wisdom of God. Whose wisdom? God, God. not the wisdom of men. It is the real answer. For that reason, we need to build a genuine relationship with God, and He will give us enough wisdom in order to have a good relationship with others. Before you receive your assignment in a position in a church, you need the conviction about the greatest position you have in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, and rise up together and make us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are a son and daughter of God. The problem is, sometimes we are over familiar with the supernatural and we say, I am the son or daughter of God. And it's normal. Believe me, it's not normal. Because before God adopts us, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, we were son or daughter of the evil. Book of John, chapter 8, verse 44. It's supernatural that you and I are son of God. Now, you are a born-again Christian many years ago and also a servant. But you need to remember that Jesus, before he was a servant, was a son, and already, when he received the ministry, he continued daily relationship with God, devotion, fellowship, it's every day. His encounter was not only one day a week, like, you come Sunday, not, not only Sunday. Jesus had an encounter with God every single day. And when he was with the people in public, he can manifest what he had in secret with God. George, the manifest presence of God is not only one day a week. It's every day until Jesus comes back. Amen. Amen. It is the only solution that we can walk in divine wisdom and reveal his glory to the world. If I preach this gospel from my talent, charisma, abilities, I will feed your flesh. It means I can give you right word but with wrong spirit. But if I do from my spirit right, I will feed your spirit with a good food. Nutrition for your spirit. It is the difference between to be a preacher of the gospel or a speaker motivator mm-hmm. who are you listen to so part of our design was to relate god mm-hmm. i am very sure god is highly relational for this sent his son jesus to be the only mediator and reconcile with him jesus is our role model when we talk about relational wisdom. Jesus had 12 apostles and built 12 different relationships with all of them based in love and respect. With this in our head, we can define it in a simple way. Relational wisdom is wisdom applied to our relationships. That's it. Very simple. Solomon has intellectual wisdom, has knowledge of the right things to do in multiple situations, but he, did, he didn't use it in his relationships. God was very generous with him, but he didn't use. Knowledge about wisdom fits your intellect, our intellect, and when we apply it, it affects your spirit. If the faith, if the faith without work is dead, the wisdom without practice is dead too. Now if we have his wisdom put in action his truth in our life and manifest love to others, I guarantee we will develop true authentic and elastic relationship with everyone. Probably you are thinking, I know this topic. It is like emotional intelligence, but do you know it's not true? Relational wisdom is superior than emotional intelligence. If you love yourself, it is because you love your relatives. And it is in the relationship with your relatives that that you can reflect who you are. If you can love others, it is because the love of God is true in your life. You cannot give nothing that you don't have. Be careful with the message in social media, when against others. The kingdom of heaven, no promoting division, is for to restore and work in unity. Amen. Many people travel to find themselves, which is no bad. It's good? <laughs> but the most important thing is to find and have an encounter with God. Yes. Hmm? If you don't know who you are, you don't know where you are going. If someone does not know where they are going, any bus will do. And if the single person doesn't know where they are going with God, any marriage partner will do. I have one story. It is like when you see a pair of shoes, and you really like them. And you try again and again, but doesn't fit you. Mm. Some relationships are like this. You want the relationship, but it's not for you. Be careful, singles. (laughs) (laughs) One day, I read this. The river doesn't drink its own water. The tree doesn't eat their own fruit. And the flower doesn't spray their fragrance for itself. Living for others is the golden rule. Life is good when you are happy, but it's much better when we make the others happy. It is relational wisdom. We need to be empathetic and compassionate. It is the time to cry when the other cry and laugh when others laugh. This time teach us about unity. The lamp of Jehovah is the spirit of the men. We can find this scripture in Proverbs chapter 20, 27. Are you illuminating another's? or your lamp is off. My third point, some relationships are not possible. Common mistake in Christianity is that many believers think that they are responsible to build relationships with everybody. They think they need to be everybody's friend but that's just not possible. Over-familiarity with someone can kill your assignment. Reflect on it. What opinion did Jesus have about our relationships in marriage, family, business, ministry, and others? In the four gospels, we can find Jesus Giving value to the relationships. His objective was to focus us in a genuine relationship with God the Father. Be careful of people with these types of inappropriate conducts the angry person, the gossip, the middler, the lazy, etc., etc. One preacher says, the bad habits are easy to get and difficult to release. If some of us have some of this, probably the people will describe us like a conflicted person and difficult to love. But if we find in others, we cannot compare with them and believe that for this we are better persons. Remember, we also are a sinner. The difference between them and us is we sin differently. Consider the people that have been challenging to love and ask the Lord to show you the goal in them. Take the opportunity to pray for them and lead them to Jesus. The Apostle Paul, in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, tell us, Live wisely among those who are not believers, and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. How much relational wisdom in these words. It suggests that as friends of Jesus Christ, we fill ourselves with love, mercy, compassion, discernment, goodness, self-control, justice, peace. Before I finish, I want to give you some points to guidance you to know if your relationships are in the right way. You have a genuine relationship with God, the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. You never deal with other people that the way they deal with you. You deal with other people the way Jesus deals with you. You know the truth of love love the father, love your relative like yourself. You accept the correction without complaining. You walk with wise people. You study the word of God. You give honor where honor due. You humble yourself and don't seek recognition. You practice genuine forgiveness. You try as far as possible to have a good relationship with everyone. You always find opportunities to encourage people. You learn to say no without guilt. You seek the wisdom of God expressed in scriptures because it does provide us with the highest level to which our relationships can and should aspire. You always ask for discernment from God to know with who yes, with who no, and with who never before establish all relationships. Beloved friends, if we propose to love wisdom, we will become. In agents of transformation. The Holy Spirit inspired me this phrase. The wise person who gets it from God can help to change a city and with his example can help the people that he will send to transform the nations. Amen. 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 My last conclusion. If you have relational relational wisdom, you are working in unity, discernment, persistence, and coordination with your team. And it's the power of agreement. Let's arrive in agreement. Individual in the plentiful life with the Father, his Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Marriage in the vision and the future. Church in principles and protocol, business in morality and integrity. When conflict is everywhere, probably relational wisdom is the right answer in a year of opportunity and expansion. Amen. 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 I want to invite the worship team back.